Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. In August, the European Union's competition Excuse me. Competition investigators determined that Ireland had given Apple unfair tax deals, and that Apple owes 13 billion euros, or about 13.6 billion dollars, in additional taxes. Now Apple is fighting back, and so is the government of Ireland, appealing the decision to the European Union's general court and setting up a legal battle that may take years to resolve. Here with us today on Bloomberg Law to talk about Apple and Ireland's fight against uh, the European Union's tax ruling are Edward Kleinbart, a professor at the USC Gould School of Law, and Samuel Brunson, a professor at Loyola University, Chicago. Sam, can you... uh, can you explain to us what it is that the um, that the European Union is saying Apple and Ireland did wrong here? Sure. So over the course of the last um, 20, 25 years, starting in 1991, um, Ireland started giving special – gave a handful of special rulings to Apple telling how they should be taxed. Now, that's not unusual and that's not out of line. Um, it, it's a way that uh, – a company or a taxpayer can get some sort of certainty. Um, it, this, this case was a little bit strange, though. Apple had two subsidiaries that were incorporated in Ireland, but under Irish law, they weren't actually treated as Irish. Um, under Irish law, if they were Irish taxpayers, they would pay taxes on all the income they earned from wherever in the world they earned it. But because they weren't treated as um, Irish taxpayers, they were instead just taxed on the money attributable to Ireland, to what the commission calls their Irish branch. So, Sam, is this any big revelation? The Senate's permanent subcommittee on investigations in May of 2013 said that Apple had shifted tens of billions of dollars in profit into stateless affiliates based in Ireland, where it paid an effective tax rate of less than 2%. Right. I don't, I don't think that this is a big revelation at all. I, I, I think it gives us some additional transparency into how this worked. Um, and, you know, they, the, the way that it worked is, it, it is, is troubling, I, I have to say. Um, because under these rulings, essentially the Irish government said that the subsidiaries, the branches in Ireland – could be taxed on a small percentage. There could be taxed on a small percentage of their operating costs in Ireland. Um, that I think it was roughly twelve percent, ten to twelve percent of um, their operating costs. So everything in excess of that, all the profit they made in excess of that, was treated as profit to what the opinion calls the head office, which is this stateless entity that is incorporated in Ireland. So it's not 
a U.S. company. It's not any other nation's company. But Ireland is not treating it as an Irish company. So effectively, it manages to not pay any taxes on anything. Well, but isn't Apple's position that eventually this money does get taxed in the United States, so it's not as though it's not getting taxed at all? So Apple's position is, yes, that eventually, once the Irish company pays it to the U.S. parent, then it will be taxed by the U.S. under current U.S. law. Um, So Apple's position is not that it will never be taxed, just that it hasn't been taxed yet. And and it depends on when it declares that? I mean, it could be years and years and it, years. It could be years and years and years. It could be never. If Apple is sitting on enough money to operate in the U.S. and doesn't need to, extra money to pay dividends to buy back shares or anything like that, there is no reason that it ever has to pay that money back to the U.S. and repatriate it to the U.S. Well, Sam, it sounds like uh, your your thought on this that this is kind of a uh, just a way to avoid taxes. Is that right? I think, by and large, it is. Yeah. We're talking about this dispute with Samuel Brunson, a professor at Loyola University Chicago School of Law. Sam, as June pointed out earlier in the show, this thirteen billion euros is a huge amount of money to the Republic of Ireland, and yet Ireland is standing with Apple to fight the European Union on this. What's their position on the European Union's interpretation here? Um, it, it is interesting that they're fighting getting the money, and I think there are probably three main reasons why they don't want it. My understanding is it's not that everyone in the government doesn't want it, but a significant portion don't. Um, one of the simple reasons is that Apple employs 6,000 people, give or take, in Ireland. And Ireland, I would assume, is afraid that if they can't, if Apple can't get the tax deal it has, it will leave and go to another tax haven country that will be more effective for its tax planning purposes, and those 6,000 jobs will disappear. Um, along with that, kind of a second reason is Ireland does sell itself as a treaty tax haven jurisdiction. So it almost certainly has other companies that are there for the same kinds of ideas. And if it turns out that it can't offer a sweetheart tax deal, those companies might leave and take their um, jobs with them. And the third reason, as I read through the commission's opinion, um, is is the issue of sovereignty. Uh, My understanding is that countries are really, really touchy about other other people, other entities, dictating how they can um, establish their tax system. And in fact, under the EC guidelines, countries are supposed to be able, within some bounds, to be able to control their tax system. And in this case, even though the opinion goes a long way to deny that it's doing so, it basically says, Ireland, you have to apply the tax law in this particular way under the treaty, even though your tax law doesn't require you to do that. So my guess is not that they don't want the money but they're worried about jobs and they don't like the impingement on their sovereignty. Sam, all these these companies are headquartered in other countries to avoid taxes. So wouldn't you expect them to be using every kind of loophole they can, and in this case saying that it was licensed, it was a licensing and it wasn't that the actual intellectual property was developed there? I mean, wouldn't you expect that? Absolutely. Um, And especially when we're talking about intellectual property, 
it's not like you have to have a factory that manufactures your intellectual property. You can, through licensing, you can put your IP anywhere in the world that's advantageous. And right now, with its network of treaties and its low tax rate, Ireland is an advantageous place to put intellectual property. So, Sam, if Ireland believes its tax law allows this, and it's doing it to create jobs, what is the European Union's reason for saying that, you know, no, Ireland, you can't do that? So the commission is is saying that um, this is unfair because it gives a special advantage to um, to Apple that um, essentially that by providing this lower tax rate, Ireland is subsidizing Apple in derogation of the rules of the European Commission Treaty. Um, So, for example, I'm not completely familiar with European Union law, but it seems to me from what I've read that Ireland couldn't go to Apple and say, we will pay you, um, I don't know, 10 million euro to, um, we'll, we'll subsidize you 10 million euro, we'll give you a cash transfer of 10 million euro. And what the European Commission is saying is because it has reduced Apple's taxes by 10 million euro, I mean 13.6, but whatever amount, that in effect produces the same subsidy. And that um, goes against the fair trade in the European Union. Well, our thanks to Sam Brunson, a professor at Loyola University of Chicago School of Law, for talking to us about the battle between Apple and Ireland on the one hand and the European Union on the other over a $13.6 billion tax bill. Do you love Elon Musk? Do you hate Elon Musk? Do you have no idea what to think about Elon Musk? Then we have just the show for you. He's become even more larger than life. Buying Twitter doesn't get us closer to Mars. They are like really close to the edge of like everything falling apart. Like, oh, Elon, I volunteer, put a chip in my brain. Each week on this podcast, we'll break down, analyze and debate the most important stories on Musk and his empire. It's all one big universe. You just work for Elon Inc. From Bloomberg Businessweek, this is Elon Inc. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.